hey, this is Sam from the Attack and Release Show. Just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has purchased something from our merch store. It is open. You can go to theattackandreleaseshow.com and find the mugs, find socks, find the resting glass, pick something up for yourself or treat your clients. But we just wanted to give a huge thank you to everybody who's purchased something. A lot of the merchandise is already gone. We will sell out. So if you're thinking about buying something, do not hesitate. Pause right now and go purchase that and then resume the episode. Thanks again and enjoy the episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined by my good friend from Nashville, Sam, the Sam Moses. Hello. If you like the song at the beginning of this episode, there's a 40% chance that Sam is selling it on his website, <laughs> Bees of Beats. I don't know why you chose the name Bees of Beats, but I really love it. It's a combo it's like pizza, pizza. Yeah, you got minus it. the P, add a B. There you go. Bees of Beats. Two of my favorite and things. And it's really awesome. Go on Instagram. I've just been kind of scrolling through it recently. And I'll like show my wife. And she's like, yes, Matt, you've showed me this six times. It sounds good. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's just, just listen again. And she's like, put it away. <sighs> so <clears throat> if you like this intro, there's a chance that it is on beesabeats.com. That's or it. We'll find it on Instagram. What a nice ad you just did for me. Look at that. What a little treat. Yeah, we're not doing this sponsored We're bullshit. just sponsoring we're gonna do our own. We'll, yeah, we'll just talk about the stuff that we got going on. I paid Matt this $10 is like the to end. do that ad. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, was it like First We Feast Hot Ones? Yes. Where they eat the hot wings? Yes. This is like right oh, yeah. after the hottest wing yep. where you get to do the plug. You do a plug. Only we're plugging at the beginning. So I love it. I love so like, it. Yeah, now, now on with the show. Show. So today's episode is on longevity. Long. Sam texted me this morning and said, Matt, we've just been hammering on him too much in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we we've just we've just gone too hard just on like hammer. Like yeah, like life lesson after life lesson after life lesson. We need to we need to bring it down, bring it back to something a little bit happy, give him a little bit of encouragement, be like, all right, pat him on the back. Okay. Yeah. This is that episode. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, maybe it might be. You suck at being in this for the long run. So <laughs> this episode is about longevity. Yes, it is. Sam. Matt. You want to unpack it? I want to. I'm going to start unpacking it right now. You unpack it right now. All right, everyone. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Thank you for being here today. We're going to talk about longevity First, do the sound. Oh, let me unpack real quick my suitcase. There. Now it is unpacked. Now everything's falling out. <laughs> you overpacked. I overpacked. <laughs> Too much baggage. Too much. These baggage jokes are never getting old. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right. Okay. So my first point that I wrote for Matt to uh, to look at when we do our little pre-pro, which isn't really much... Um, this was one of your first outlines. It was a great outline. One of my first outlines. Matt has a it. gift in outlines, and I'm trying to uh, learn how to do that. I just don't do them. Yeah. Well, you do sometimes. Um, but here we go. Longevity 
is important because it is required to stay in business. <laughs> That's my point number one. And I know it's super straightforward and obviously it's a no-brainer. But today, a lot of what we say is something that a lot of things that we probably forget during our daily lives and during our business. And we just need reminders on how to have longevity in life and in business so that we are happy whole humans and that we can do uh, what we love each day. So longevity is important because it is required to stay in business. And basically, when I started mastering music, I had such a short-sighted view of my business in that I was just scrambling to do any sort of work, and I was trying to jump on any trend I could find, and really I was just kind of eating scraps essentially monthly and being super stressed, and I had basically ignored all the foundational things that I think you need to do in order to create an actual business that operates and makes money and then also is sustainable and has longevity. So when I was thinking through this topic, um, I was thinking through my kind of journey the last 10 years. And the first thing I see in the last 10 years as far as like keys to longevity is that you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because if you do not do that, you will fail and fall right on your face and that will hurt. And there's a lot of people out here in the industry who preach a grind and hustle culture, work 24-7, and if we have learned anything or if I've learned anything, it's that that leads to burnout and that the key to longevity is endurance. It is not a sprint. It is not a race. Yes, there are times where you may need to work a little extra here and there, but overall the mindset approach when I was on my hustle grind, uh, entrepreneur, um, you know, eat beans and rice, which I know Matt loves. Um, I love beans and rice. Right. I just found myself exhausted, and I remember hitting a brick wall and I was just so tired and I felt like I wasn't going anywhere and I felt like I was working super hard but all my energies were probably just going to things that didn't matter. It was going to distractions. So I found longevity, you know, thus far I'm 10 years into this so I have some longevity. The last five years have been really great so I've used the last five. I felt like I spent the first five years not really knowing what I was doing. And then I got exhausted. And then I started studying books and listening to podcasts and meeting with people. And then the last five years, I feel like I've been taking care of myself and setting myself up for longevity and applying some of the key principles to having longevity. So... Matt, I want to hand it off to you because I know we have some bullet points here, but I don't want to say everything. <laughs> if I wanna... it sounds like I'm doing a pound of blow off my desk, I'm like just getting over <clears throat> a cold that wiped me out for like three days. So 
I do not have enough money for a pound of blow, so you don't have to worry about that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> He's not doing that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's in, they do it in metric systems too, so mm. not even in the empirical system. Yes. It'd be a kilo. A kilo. <laughs> so, so, yeah, longevity what do you think? is important to life because you don't want to die. <laughs> um, point one. Um, <clears throat> but on a more serious note, um, I think that you, like, uh, kind of rewinding uh, about taking care of yourself, like, why would, like, the collective world of people who more than likely sees you and sees what you're doing and how you're taking care of yourself, um, why would somebody work with you to take care of them when they see that you are not taking care of yourself. And I think that if you don't take care of yourself, you're just inherently going to fail because people aren't going to want to end up like you or with product that you generally turn out. So I think that you need to take care of yourself mentally. You need to take care of yourself physically. You need to take care of yourself emotionally and in general people aren't going to react too well to how um i guess you are as a person and to the product that you put out if you are not taking care of and i'm not saying like this is like an image based game i'm not i'm not like a lot of music is image based and uh sam and i were talking about different genres of music and um where those appear and whatnot. And, you know, some of it is image-based. But, I mean, in general, there's, like, no longevity in this for you if you're not going to take care of yourself, like, mentally, emotionally. Is that the same thing? Mental and emotional? I don't think it's the same thing. I think I think it's pretty different. Yeah. And then, like, physically. Um, and I don't think people are going to want to do this thing f- for you or with you for the long run if like you are not taking care of yourself in those areas so there's also like a part of it uh in terms of like and I'm i'm trying to think of where this falls under and it's kind of almost like a it's almost like in a bit of a a business mindset like how are you taking care of your business Mm -hmm. and it's like do you like actively have a business plan that you are always working towards refining target markets? And it's like, do people know this? And do people, and it's like, you'll see people who are very image forward and they'll like on their like Instagram channel or social media channel or something like that. They're like, they'll like use it as like really crappy marketing of like, this is totally against my marketing plan, but I'm giving this away. And it's like, that's not a marketing (laughs) plan. It's like, do you actually have a target market of people that you are seeking and going after? And, um, if that target market of people is linked under the group of, Everyone, that's not a marketing plan either. Um, that's why this podcast, even though we give out business advice and why people who listen to this podcast aren't only in music, some of them uh, are in their own entrepreneurial ventures, 
uh, who have reached out to Sam and I to let us know that like, hey, we do listen to this and we know nothing about music. We just skip the <laughs> we just skip the episodes and we don't know what you're talking about. So essentially, you want to make sure that you're reaching out to a very specific group of people. So with the when I say like you have like a marketing plan, you have a business plan, like who are you actually targeting? And when if your marketing plan is everyone, that's not a marketing plan. That's not necessarily a business plan. Yeah. It's like with this podcast, it's a very specific sect of people yep. that we are targeting. And I believe the general rule of thumb for this is um, when you target small, you're actually hitting, you're going to hit your goal better than if you target broad. Yeah. Um, the whole podcast thing, whenever you paint with such a broad brush, you end up starting to lose some people who really want uh, a little bit more of the meat and potatoes. I, and I, I don't know about Sam, but with me, uh, at the end of season one, I was talking with a bunch of people, and I think we had just started season two, and it was right after Christmas, and a couple studios in town had some parties just saying, hey, thanks for a, for a good year. And um, I, people who I knew, like I, who I never knew were listeners, came up to me and said, hey, man, I love the podcast, love the podcast. And we were just kind of talking about it, and I said, is there anything you think should be different for uh, season two? And they said, yeah, we'd love for you like to get into like a little bit more of the technical stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, and that's like season two. I feel like we have kind of like narrowed yeah. some things down as well. So, <clears throat> so it's like taking care of yourself doesn't only mean like taking care of yourself personally. It means taking care of yourself in terms of like a business mindset, in terms of um, like, and even that. It's like at the end of the year, are you? essentially thanking the people who are working with you and are you saying, hey, is there anything I could do different for you? Mm -hmm. And so it's not, yeah, like longevity I think is like definitely developing that community around you. And it is, I mean, as Sam and I have said, it's like in mastering, you don't need a lot of clients. You maybe need... I mean, it is a it is a more of a volume driven business mm-hmm. than say a regular uh, uh, than a regular producer would need. Uh, I mean, a mix engineer would need just about that, um, but I mean, their rates are typically higher than mastering engineers. Um, but it's like if you have ten, eleven, twelve producers constantly sending you work, then you're, you're going busy. to. <laughs> you're going to be very busy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, listen to the people around you and de- and constantly constantly be developing and refining uh, the plans that you have like for yourself and your business, how you're going to take care of yourself, um, and then <clears throat> like when you're busy and then how you're going to take care of yourself when you're slow. So the past month, I was, I was pretty slow, but I've... As opposed to, like, say, freaking out in past years whenever I was slow. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, because this is more on the emotional side. Instead of freaking out and being like, how am I going to do X, Y, and Z? No one wants to work with me. No one wants to, like, do any of this stuff. Uh, 
why don't you just take that time and be like, maybe this is the world literally saying, yo, you need a break. Yeah. And cut out that like grind culture bull. Yep. And actually just sleep in a day. I mean, yep. I'm when I'm busy, I'm doing this from 5 or 5.30 in the morning until 9, and then I'm back at it after my regular 9 to 5 job. Yeah. So, I mean, every day is around a 13, 14-hour day. And, I mean, you can get burnt out of that pretty quick, and then I'm a dad and a husband on top of that. So I actually met with a good friend of mine who was like my best friend in high school. We went to Waffle House on Sunday morning. They went to the hardware store, <laughs> which was which was a genuine male bonding oh, experience. Yeah. So that was that was really nice. Um, but yeah, we were talking about like how do we like maintain like a lifestyle and work as much as we do, and then be like fathers, and then not be like take out how tired we are sometimes like on the people that we really care about the most. Mm -hmm. So, and those are the conversations that like, I believe you really do need that community for. And I mean, Sam has a great mentality that you said that you typically will only take yourself to about 80%. Yep. And then you're like, okay, I think I'm going to call it for today. Yep. And I think that's a great mindset for longevity in all of this. So, I just think that those conversations need to be had and you need to have that community of people that you're like genuinely interacting with. And it's like even like my good friend who like I don't we might like hang out like once every couple months. But I mean, I got home later that afternoon and uh my little boy was taking a nap and I think my wife uh was out shopping. I just sent him a text message. I was like, Hey dude, I really appreciate your friendship. Thanks again just for hanging out. And so it's like making sure that like you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of others and typically that will be reciprocal. Oh yeah. So that's kind of the emotional and mental side. I love and it. And a little bit of the community side of longevity. So Sam, I think everyone's ready for your monologue number 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say I can relate to that like 100% and the whole I mean, the whole idea of like when you're slow not to freak out took me years and years to figure out that freaking out does nothing. There's no, at least for me, no return on freaking out. And using that time to rest has always been the better option. And it's kind of strange to think about resting when you're slow. But I totally relate with that. Is like anytime I've, I mean, I haven't been... I haven't been slow in a few years, thankfully, or whatever. It doesn't I mean everybody's at a different stage. Um, but when I used to not have enough work to fill the calendar, I would take breaks. And now I do have that like eighty percent principle, if you want to call it, where I will only work till about eighty percent capacity and then cut off. So I do have some something in the tank left to actually be a human and keep those relationships going, be a good husband and take care of my puppy <laughs> so and mm. have a life outside of music. There are things I like to do that have nothing to do with music, and I want to be able to enjoy those things. So that's all a good word. Like That resonates me, and that took me years to figure out. So the very fact that you're already doing that a couple of years into your business, you're way ahead 
of me <laughs> in that. And um, for our audience, like, <clears throat> make sure you have rest time. Like Matt's saying, make sure you fight to have relationships because what we do is it can be super isolating in in general. Um, I mean, mastering specifically. Well, so is mixing and probably production if you produce alone. Like, you're just alone all day. And then you you send your art out to someone and then it gets picked apart and that can be really brutal to have that happen to you over and over again. Um, even when you're doing great work, you don't get, we've talked about it before, like you don't always get a ton of like people praising you. Not because they're mean, but because it's a very businessy kind of transaction when you kind of get going and at the higher level I've found people just want the product done. They don't necessarily want to become your best friend. Now some of the relation, some of the clients I have have become really good friends, but a lot of them for the most part, they send me the song, you know, they pay the money. I do the song, send it back. They say, it's great. We make a tweak and then that's it. You know, there's no like kind of chumminess about it. So you got to be able to fight to take care of yourself and allow margin and um, you know you've got to you've got to have a really clear vision of what's important to you and I think too a lot of people get into this industry and they don't have a clear vision or purpose at all you know emotionally mentally physically of what they want to do they don't have a clear purpose and vision and this is kind of like a second thing I wanted to talk about was Unless you have clarity in what you want to offer people, kind of how you were talking about, Matt, earlier, you will not have longevity. And it took me a lot of years to grasp this concept of having purpose and vision because I used to just think I, you know, I would just master music and that was like my clarity. What do you do? I master audio. And then I had to really figure out what do I actually do? You know, is it, do I master for pop people? Not just pop people. Okay. Do I master female pop? Okay. Not just female pop. I master emotional, moody female pop. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Like until you have the type of clarity down to like the artist, you know, like what the artist likes to wear or eat for lunch you don't really have a ton of clarity on what you offer. And this takes a lot of time and years just in general. There's no real like uh, life hack or industry hack to really finding out what you offer people and how you can best serve them. I've spent a lot of time over the last few years looking over my career so far and the only shortcut I found is that by being more observant and, you know, asking your clients, what do you like about, you know, the product I offer, essentially, you can start to kind of form a picture of clarity and know what your lane is and how you can do that. And I found for longevity for me, the more I stay in my lane, the more I create clear boundaries of this is what I do, this is who it's for. And the more I say, hey, this isn't for you, which is becoming more and more. It's kind of interesting as you get more popular, you can fall into this trap of just doing more work for the sake of trying to make more money. But I've found that 
I am turning down more work because I'm trying to set up such clear boundaries that this is what I like to do. This is the type of sound I do. These are the type of people I work with, and this is the type of product I offer. And until you have that clarity and vision, it's going to be very hard to have any sort of longevity, I feel like, when you're trying to think, how the heck am I going to make this work? Not only for this month, but next year and five years, and I want to have a family, and I'd like to have a house, and what about retirement? And forget about like health insurance. Like, there's all these things that um, you know you have to take care of in life in order to have longevity. And I've found one of the best things I can do. Uh, you know, a super big key for me was figuring out purpose, vision, and clarity on what do I offer and who it's for. So for people listening, like if you still haven't figured that out, like if you're a mix engineer and I ask you like, what do you do? Oh, I mix. Like that's not the right answer. That's part of the answer, but that's not the complete answer. What type of music do you mix? You know, is it rock bands? What type of rock bands? Is is it, you know, heavy rock? Is it live instrumentation? Is it blend? Like you've got to get super specific and then market or find those people that love that thing. And what you'll find is that there are, I dare say, millions of people still in that super small market that exist that will love you if you also love that thing and you can serve them that way. You will have endless clients and raving fans, which having raving fans is like one of the best things you can ever do for your business because that's just people basically talking about your product, what you do, they're telling other people, it's free marketing, and the trust is already established and you don't even have to lift a finger. And that to me is only comes from having like super clear purpose and vision within your business and knowing what you offer. So I found that to be a super big key. And then another big factor to me, and this is like probably maybe the most important thing beyond anything else we'll talk about in my opinion is like consistency. And if you do not fall in love with like the everyday routine of business and the mundaneness of a routine, you will have no longevity because it really just takes showing up every day and working on your business, taking care of your business and figuring out how you can better serve your clients, but also take care of yourself it's showing up every day that really is super important. And when you talk about longevity, you have to you have to have the long-term vision of like, okay, I'm 31. I've been doing this for 10 years. I would like to do this for like 50 or 60 more years, you know, depending on how long I live. And that can become overwhelming when you think about, oh my gosh, I have to show up every day for the next 50 years to this room. And it can become overwhelming, but I don't know. There's, there's something about having a mindset shift of enjoying the process, embracing the process, and figuring out that going through the process and the work is actually the reward. And we've talked a little bit about that before in other episodes, but I've really fought, found that until I got rid of the friction and the resistance that I used to have towards things such as like making a DDP for me used to be an absolute nightmare because it's just kind of like tedious. It's tedious work of data entry and you can't mess it up. 
and I'm not great at spelling and I don't love like I mean I'm highly organized but I don't know DDP is just for me like making them weren't very fun and until I flipped this like flipped it on its head of like making a DDP means that a project's wrapped and like we're happy and the client's happy until I turned it on its head and saw it as like all right this means we did our job you know I did my job well and that the client's happy I really hated making DDPs um but it's just embracing and falling in love with the process of each day and of a routine like I have a very strict routine and morning routine that has created I I already know like disciplines to have longevity and five years ago, I had no routine outside of I woke up at some point, I stumbled right to my computer, I checked some emails hoping that there was some work, I might do some work, and then that was kind of my day. Like There was no real purpose and clarity on what I'm doing. I didn't have any sort of business plan or goals. The only goal it's was like... It's like a robot. Yeah. Just <clears throat> like, I just existed and it's a it was a really rough way to exist honestly it wasn't much of a life it was always depressing and i definitely went through depression for a while of trying to figure out like how do i make this work and how do i have longevity and until i got disciplined and until i had consistency it just i mean it's really hard to have a business if you hate waking up every day <laughs> Or if you have no routine or no way, no way to prep and warm up your mind for the day to best serve your clients. Um, until you have that sort of mindset and discipline and consistency in place, your business is probably, A, never going to take off. So it can't even fail because it's not even taking off. But if it does take off, it can be easy to start getting out of discipline as you get busy. That's one of the things I see a lot of guys they get over this hump of like, oh, I'm not so so much paycheck to paycheck anymore, but now I'm just exhausted. And I, you know, I stopped working out and I stopped doing, you know, date night with my significant other, or I stopped doing these things. And now you've become a slave to your clients instead of setting up boundaries and training them properly. Um, you've given too much of yourself away. And when you do that, then the consistency goes out the window and your quality will probably go down as far as what you deliver to people, your quality of life will go down because your relationships are going to suffer, your health will suffer, and that starts to spiral pretty quick, especially when you're really busy. It's hard to catch up from that. So for me, consistency is huge. I mean, it's like on my Instagram, I post my schedule every day, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I take a, a social media kind of break overall because I don't really work Saturday, Sundays. Um, and that's something I decided to do probably it's almost two years ago now just because I wanted to have a break to take care of myself which was number one um, but yeah a lot of people I talk to they're not consistent they don't they want to show up for a month and if nothing happens in a month they want to quit and go back to the old routine and I get it like I've been there I've done that but if you're really serious about having any sort of career longevity you've got to just show up and you have to understand that you are going to have bad days even when the money's there even when a record that you know your friends actually recognize the band like there have been now plenty of times 
where I have like a sad day where I'm just like, you know what? Not that happy today. Don't know why. Just kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I don't like take that out on anyone anymore or myself or shame myself or whatever. But the power of my routine and consistency of being like, I'm still going to get up, still going to journal, still going to meditate. It's pretty amazing how often that will kind of turn the day around within a few hours where before I would wake up and just be like, oh, today's going to suck and the whole day is going to suck. And once I had a routine in a way to kind of reset my mind, even if I woke up feeling like, ah, oh, I'm just tired or I don't want to work on this project today. I don't know. It's pretty amazing. The consistency and discipline to me is the answer to all uh, the freedom I long for. Like, Having discipline, having consistency has allowed me to create a lifestyle that's sustainable, that has longevity, and allows me to be the best human I can be, which in turn allows me to serve my clients really well. So that's my second monologue, Matt. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> just kind of taking notes, and sorry if once again I'm like, <laughs> sounds like I'm doing drugs off to the side. <laughs> just, <laughs> um. So I want to talk about uh, about beginnings a little bit. Ooh, and yes, come on. <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of complaining associated in the beginning of something. Yes. Uh, whether you're starting out um, and doing this, whether you've been doing this for a while, and maybe you've <clears throat> it was you and a business partner and that didn't work out, and so it's kind of like you doing this on your own or... Maybe you're doing so well that uh, you've opened more than one place under your studio's name. Maybe, and uh, that's a new beginning. Maybe uh, something made you move to a new location. Maybe, um, maybe you just are in between rooms. And uh, you're just kind of looking at your current situation. You're like, well, I can't really do too much with this. And it's a lot of the uh, woe is me, a lot of the depressive um, side of things. Mm -hmm. So I call that, I call those the the beginnings. I mean, I was was very much in between that uh, a few years ago when I moved into my current room and I was like looking at the dimensions, I was kind of like listening to it and got like a little bit of a drop ceiling issue and... The air conditioner is right over the room, and it was just like it was just like a whole bunch of no bueno, and <clears throat> I just had all this gear and nothing I could really do. And then one day, I, I I can't remember. It was like it was in May, like three or four years ago. I was just like, man, why don't I just quit bitching and just set it up and just like no treatment anywhere and let's just like hear what the room sounds like let's just see if let's just see if everything can foot can fit in here and how we could even like go about making this work mm-hmm. and so i listened and i was like okay yeah the room sucks um what could we do and i and, i mean that's what i do with just about any room and i've helped a handful of friends since um me building a couple of these rooms i, I i've helped them uh, design and build out rooms, and I don't build dead rooms. I, I think that's I think that's uh, shooting yourself in the foot. Um, 
I built this room originally really dead, and I was like, well, so what happens if I do all this? And I didn't really have the money to do all that, cause I, and I'm, I'm saying that because I know a lot of people are in that position. Um, and it's like, okay, let's go Rockwell everywhere. And then I'd be like, wait, there was like a reverb tail that's totally not there now. <laughs> and by tail, I mean plural tails. Um, <clears throat> and so it's like you have like a lot of that complaining in the beginning, and then you just eventually tune the room by ear, and then you measure it and then you tune it and then you met and you alter things and whatnot and you eventually get to a point where it's like holy crap i this like stuff actually is translating really really well out of this room and i've kind of developed this way that like i build rooms now based on the way that i built this room and it's now working in other rooms outside of this room so it's like until you just quit complaining and quit like, like you have to like physically tell yourself, I'm going to stop bitching about this mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop whining about this because, and still like, I, we haven't had a good Gary V quote in a while, but my favorite <laughs> one is like the ROI on complaining is zero. And I, and it's just, it's just such a good quote. And like a second one was you, like I, I'm pretty much like, gonna tell you whether you're going to win or lose at this game if when if within the first three minutes or 30 seconds I talk to you if you complain mm-hmm. if you complain about your situation then you've already lost yeah so I think that's the biggest thing mentally to overcoming anything and um, and feeling like daunting in any of this like beginning situation is are you complaining about something? And then what is it that you're complaining about? Um, So I also, kind of like moving down the line, I'm also a really big proponent uh, in terms of like turning down projects. If it's not a good fit for you, then there's no reason to take it, even if you are slow. Yeah. Uh, My wife, and I think I said this about a year ago, uh, my wife had a fantastic quote that I don't know if she's the originator of, um, <clears throat> but I was like, I needed the work, and it was just a really slow beginning of the month a couple of years ago, and but it was just like not really like the vibe that I was going for, not really, it wasn't really going to help me anywhere besides financially, and even then the money wasn't really that good. Mm-hmm. And I was just asking her about it, and she said, you know, Matt, just you know sometimes the the money just costs too much and that was a really interesting value that i'd really never taken into consideration is that there is a cost to taking somebody's money and by working on stuff that you don't believe in and that just in all honesty doesn't sound good and that you can't do anything for i mean sometimes that's going to do more negative for you than the small short term financial could have ever uh, done. I mean, like, what's one project going to do for you? Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, it, it was right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still took the project, but because uh, I did need the money, so it's like I am on both sides of this coin. Because since then, I have turned down work. Um, but I mean, definitely, um, like, if you are slammed and it's a project that is just no bueno for who you are and how you work. Um, I mean, as of right now, it's like I have no problem turning down, turning down work and waiting for like the right projects or reaching out to people who I know would be a great fit. Um, 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, and even like just reaching out to people and saying, hey, I would love, like, I love everything that you're coming out with. I'd love to, I'd love to master this. Like, let's, let's talk or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I mean, that was, uh, that was something that was completely foreign to me before I even met Sam. And I was like, you do what to people? <laughs> and you, you, and now like Sam's on LinkedIn. Like, are you, are you still doing that? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. I was on there yesterday. Yeah. Just cold calling people on LinkedIn. I don't do that. I just, I just think that's really funny. You do that. Um, but yeah, I would only be taking on projects that essentially allow you to succeed. Yeah. And that's not saying only take on projects that sound good. I mean, you can take on projects you don't think sound particularly good, but if something's like going to kind of hurt you more than just like taking on the money, then I highly recommend just passing on the project and saying, I just don't think what's going on is good Yeah. Uh, for, like, I just, I just don't think this is a good fit. Another thing is, <clears throat> uh, it, like, are you working on... Uh, are you working on music that's like not helping you mentally? Um, that's another big one. Uh, and I, I've, I've said this several times in this podcast, and I think I've actually lost a handful of work because I've said this. Um, I do not uh, I do not work on metal projects. I mean, it's one of the one of the few things I don't work on, but you see, I also have a personal rule that I don't create a problem without creating a solution. Hmm. Um, so when your solution to that is that Sam loves working on metal and yes. Sam loves being aggressive. And <laughs> he, I mean, you said that in the past. He's like, yeah, yeah I oh, love yeah. being aggressive. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't work on metal. And the main reason is, is because when I'm in here so early, um, like, and in, in the other job that I have, uh, I'm a boss to a handful of people. And it metal it just gets in me like in a way that is just not productive and does not tie it over to that other job well and i'm just not a good boss i'm irritable i'm angsty i'm angry and it's like it's literally hitting you at five in the morning i don't want to wake up and get yelled at i mean i go back to the military (laughs) college i came from if i wanted that so i've had to turn that stuff down um uh, there's some hip hop stuff I'll turn down, and if I turn it down, Sam absolutely loves that genre, mm-hmm. and he loves working in it. And he is literally Nashville's like up and coming, or more like has arrived, <laughs> um, the like the hip hop guy and rap guy Definitely for Nashville. He he absolutely loves that. it. Yeah. So, but on the other side, Sam does not like jazz. Mm-mm. And I love jazz, so I will take any of those projects. So, and we'll, and if anything's not a good fit, we'll just pass it off to each other. Yep. Which is kind of funny because a lot of people have said it's kind of weird that y'all do this together because aren't y'all uh, competition? And the answer is no. And anybody who's a mastering engineer um, who's listening is not competition, you're just community. Right. Yep. So, and I think that's one of the last things that I want to get across is you need to stop viewing this whole thing as a rat race. And you need to stop looking at this as like a scarcity mindset. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of like drawing out that sentence, be like, what's that phrase? What's that phrase? What's that phrase? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you need to stop this whole scarcity mindset. I don't really know where it's coming from. 
and I don't like there's nothing fruitful that will come out of worrying about somebody else's pockets and who somebody else is working with or who somebody's working for or so and so got a job at a bigger studio. Okay, well that's fine and you're a freelancer. So what do you care? It's like the guy who's doing the studio work, yeah, he'll have some some cool credits to his name and stuff like that and he'll be able to use that to boost his business. And you'll you'll have to hump it for a while. <laughs> and that's kind of a weird thing, hump whatever. It. You'll have to hump it. Yeah, you'll have to like you'll have to make it work for a while and I mean, at, at the end, at the end of the day, it's kind of like oh, this is going to sound bad because I don't think anyone's a bad approach, but it's kind of like the difference between like being given a car when you're 16 and then like mowing grass to like buy your own car. Yeah. So it's like I'm not saying that you're going to appreciate what you've worked for more, but I mean, you're definitely going to have to work for it more. Yeah. And it's like it, it just it just kind of is what it is, but. Um, yeah, I think you just gotta, you just gotta keep your, you gotta keep your, your mind clear. One big thing, if anyone else is doing the really early morning game, um, the early morning challenge with Matt Garb, I should do like a, (laughs) I should like post in here as soon as I get in here and just be like, yo, who else is doing this bullshit? (laughs) I should, uh, one thing that you should very, you should really, really, really be careful of. Um, that hit me really hard last winter is I'm getting in here at like five or six in the morning. Six is normally the latest. And then I'm leaving here. Typically I try to leave at six fifteen every day. And in the winter, that means that you're and like I never leave. Like I bring my lunch or someone in work goes out and just gets lunch for everybody and we all Apple pay them. So for those of you playing at home, the common denominator that's not happening at all during the week is I'm not seeing the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm literally not seeing the sun until Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> Never mind. So, so I, I I didn't realize this, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's dark when I get in, and it's dark when I leave. So what? Well, like mentally, you need like, and I, I don't really care about the natural light and everything. And I'm, I don't have a window in my studio office area, so I never really see the sun. And it eventually dawned on me. I was like, man, why am I so like anxious and depressed? And I wasn't like this a couple hours ago. And what's going on? I was like, this is just, and it's like I had to like define it, and I had to like figure out what was going on. And I was like, okay, well, what's been going on? It's like, okay, well, I've had. For the past however many weeks, I've had like this many records and I've been in here really early and I'm not leaving until like, I haven't seen the sun in five days. <laughs> or maybe in the last two weeks, I've only seen the sun four days. Yeah. Or, may, or, or maybe it was raining and I only saw it like a couple, like, like one or two days in the past 14. So depression and anxiety and all that stuff, like from not getting just like sunlight can creep up on you. So make sure that like you are taking care of yourself and that you are taking a little personal like accountabilities of, okay, is there something that like I'm missing in life? Mm -hmm. Is there something that like I need to do? So make sure that 
make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And if you notice, this is the most important part about all this. If you notice, if you notice like that you have like a friend who's not taking care of themselves and you can see it and they're not seeing it, don't think that that person's going to hate you for pointing that out. Yeah. Like the biggest part about all of this is that it is a community effort. So make sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you are taking care of others. The most important though is yourself. And the reason why is the exact reason why on an airplane they tell you to put on your mask before you can't help before you help somebody else. It's because you can't help somebody if you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're taking care of yourself like mentally and all that stuff, like how we started this. And then also make sure that all your buddies and whatnot who you're doing all of this with are taking care of themselves. And if they're not, um, be nice about it, but just let them know that, yo, you haven't been outside in a while. Let's go just <laughs> for a walk. Yes. So I think that's I think that's like the big thing is the whole community aspect of it. And <clears throat> one thing that a military college taught me as an introvert that I thought I could do everything by myself and that I didn't need anyone else to do this with. Well, this is a very long life. And while, yes, I am an introvert, it's very, it's much more rewarding to do this as a community. Mm-hmm. So take care of yourself, take care of others. And I think that's all I got. What about you, Sam? I mean, that's gold. Like... Everything you just said is so important, and I love the uh, tweetable phrase, you're not competition, you're community. Is that what you said? What did you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like your buddy. It's like you and me. Right. You and I are not competition, we're a community. I mean, that and I have like, is brilliant. You know what's hilarious? What? Well, thank you. Do you know what's hilarious? What? Most of the people who I talk to who listen to this show do not live in America. Huh. That's interesting. And it's like whether they're like up in Canada and there's like a guy in Portugal and there's a guy in Spain and that like we all talk and it's just like we all just like, yo, how are you doing? Yeah. And it's like they'll all make fun of me because I don't use the metric system and I'll make fun of them because they use the metric system. And I think Celsius is stupid. Yeah. Sue me. But it's like we all just like take a mental check on each other and we just like check in. Yeah. And all we talk about is gear, and but that's all it is. Is like if there's not a project, if there's a project that doesn't fit, there's no reason why you can't just like shuffle clients around, right? And it's like, and it all works. And this is not a competition. There are there's more than enough work out there. Right. There's more than enough work out there for everyone. So it's it's not a competition. It's community. Yeah. You just need to get over that scarcity right. mindset. I love it, dude. That's great. I mean, cool. I, I think that's like, that's where I want to end today. I mean, there's really nothing more important to me and for our audience and for me, like creating longevity is about having a community and taking care of yourself because I've just seen so many people like, I mean, be depressed, stay depressed. I mean, I have a, I have people in my life who have killed themselves like suicide from depression in the music industry and um, it can be brutal and it is like super easy to get distracted and see everyone as competition 
and get super stressed out, anxious, depressed, and just kind of constantly be in your head about everyone being your competition or somebody's taking your piece of the pie. And it can really make you spin out, like mentally, emotionally, and it can really cause you to focus on just kind of being super busy instead of being intentional about taking care of yourself and doing good work. And yeah, I just, I, I feel like we could just end with that because there's nothing more important than being a happy whole human and then also having community. So I'm good with it, Matt, if you are. Yeah, man. I like it. Sweet. So, I imagine Future Sam has queued up a sweet beat from beesbeats.com. Yes. Go buy Sam's beats. That should be like your your tagline and then your subtitle. Go buy Sam's beats. Beesbeats.com. Go buy Sam's beats. Love it. <laughs> I love the sponsored ad again. There you go. A little plug. So, yeah, if y'all like what we're saying, go on iTunes or wherever you're listening and give us some give, give us some stars, perhaps some talking lessons and <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for listening. The, uh, I mean, just people just keep on pouring in, just like how much they love stuff. And I mean, if we say something that's screwed up too, I mean, people aren't afraid to say, "Hey, I didn't like what you say here." And while we might not be sorry for it, Sam and I do talk about it, and we do take things into consideration. Of course, and we kind of like to get a general pulse on where our audience is. So. Uh, keep sending us in your thoughts. We 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 do read everything. We do at least res- try to respond to most. If I think not we respond to everything so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't gotten an email in a while, so I feel like if you have been sending in emails and I haven't responded, <laughs> they're probably in spam. Yes. So just like, yeah, send it to like Matthew E Garber at gmail dot com, and I will get back to you. <laughs> So I, I'm sorry if you've been sending something in. I literally have not received something in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think everybody's Who moved knows? to Instagram pretty much. DMing. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, anywho's morning, afternoon, evening, whatever y'all are having, have a darn good one. Sam, Matt, cue the music. Cueing music, music, music. <laughs> Sampled. Bye. Bye.